You're now listening to Music Impulse with Smiles. special episode of the music impulse on this very special episode i got the legendary megazar in the building how you doing how you doing sir uh peace and blessings brother i'm doing well uh appreciate that lofty uh praise you just uh ooped my way i don't know about legendary but i mean I'm trying from the, hey it's a, a good like you know at least six niggas around you that I've all met, they've all met around that and I've all reached out to them throughout this this past little week you know right they, all the same praise especially uh, again the the last episode of uh, well what two episodes ago or whatever don't take it personal just right just hearing all that and you, yours I'm like oh okay right. I finally like got to hear the voice behind the guy that I've heard them mention so many times and right. then you know my guy right here. He hit me up sometime after that. Was like, "Yo, check this album out." Like, "Oh, okay, yo." If if Star told me to go check a uh, project out, I know I need to go check a project out. So, right. listen to it, and I was like, "Oh, damn, <laughs> this nigga is ill." <laughs> Appreciate that, man. Like, uh, I hit up my my guy Shad uh, about it, um, and I, I was like, "Yo, check this out. You gotta hear this. <laughs> this nigga is like amazing." I, I sent it to him, and then. After I listened to it a couple more times, I, I hit the star. I was like, yo, yeah, you need to set this up. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I got to sit down with my guy right here. Right, right. So, you know, you, 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 you're a legend. So, man, you know. Hey, like I said, I'm not. I'd rather someone say that of me than me say it of myself. Yeah. And I just put it that way. Um, I believe if it comes from your peers and not from a biased point, because I'm not a biased person. I believe in freedom, justice, and equality. But. If it comes from your peers who are legends themselves, then you know I, I accept it. I won't. I won't say it of myself when I'm when I'm having real conversation. Of course, when I'm casual on my shit. Of course, nobody's pins fucking with mine, and you know all of that. You know, just out of the right. You know, what I'm saying when we vibing in righteous competition. But in all seriousness, um, yeah, I accept. I, I definitely accept it. I put in the time and put in the work, but it's all about legend or leader. It's all about the service you provide. You know, it's all about the service you provide. And I pride myself in being of service to my brethren, to any one of my sisters, or just people in general. So, you know, I definitely accept it. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Well, I guess kind of the first question just for me, because how'd you get your name, Megazar? Um, My name was Rock Allah for the longest. Okay. It's, it's abbreviation of my um, my Muslim name slash five percent name. It's uh, Rah- Rahman, knowledge born Allah, and um, I went by Rock Allah for the longest. And um, when I first started delving deep into Islam, it was a uh, Rock Allah sinister, and um, I dropped the sinister and just kept Rock Allah. And um, and this was like, I want to say the mid two thousands. I want to say two thousand three, four, five, six. And um, just one day I had an epiphany. I want to say like around two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I was reading some literature, and it was about the Federal Reserve and how they was pretty much um, the banking cartel that they are. They was pretty much. Doing the same thing they did to America to everyone's like they would create central banks in these areas and take over the printing of the currency. And they were saying like the czar, the czar in Russia, you know, czar in Russia is T-S-A-R. Mm-hmm. They were saying the czar in Russia would have had to been a mega czar in order for him to be able to persuade the people that the Federal Reserve wasn't the way to go. And I was like, damn, mega czar, that shit, that shit sounds kind of dope. Because at first I was thinking of Megatron, period. But I was like, that's just Blaze. That's one of his monikers. And I was just like, Megazar. And before I even made it 
official as a rap name at the time. I I, I was I was in a um, I was in a collective with uh, Hollywood Cash yep. and my bro Dope Shout Deuce. Yeah, we had a um, we had a, a a rap group and we was managed by my um, my bro um, my actually biological cousin, but he's like my big brother um, Brandon Sneed. They call him um, Esquire. He got a choir boy. He got a lot of names, uh, nicknames, but um. I just took the I just took the leap and was like I'm gonna roll with this Megazord shit but I gotta make it means I can't it can't mean that so I was like okay word master God Allah that's the MGA okay then I put the hyphen C zigzag Allah rule I was like okay word that shit is dope and then it give me it, it allowed me to elaborate more if somebody asked mm-hmm. about it so um I roll with it. I would tag all my tools with the shit. You know what I'm saying? And people were like, what? what is it? It would make people second look. And I was like, that's what I wanted. Yeah. And then uh, I remember my bro Mike Moose Wayne told me, he was like, bro, he was like, 2X. What you're doing is what needs to be done, but it's not, it's not going to be accepted. He said, you got to package it as a character and sell it as a character. You have to you have to find the eye. He said, I don't know how to you do it, but you gotta do it. So once I started doing it, I was like, Megazars. I was like, but I gotta make the nigga larger than life. I gotta take my righteous principles and style on niggas with righteous principles. Like it was like an oxymoron yeah. down there. So I was like, how can I style on niggas but be principled? Be righteous, have it making mean something. So if niggas don't want to admit it, I admit it. On I seen, I was the first nigga wearing jewelry and shit. I was the first. Like my stylist D Wade, um, I had a couple pieces, but when he came, he put you know what I'm saying, and, and I started seeing more niggas wear it. I'm not talking about like yellow bees in them, like on the hipster scene. I was the first nigga wearing jewelry. So, and I was, I you know I got a decent little size on me, so. I was like, I had to make myself appear larger than life because I already knew the the potency of the music was kind of too much for niggas. Mm-hmm. And the niggas who were in the know, who were artistic, I knew they were going to deny it just because they wasn't doing it or they partnering them wasn't doing it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make the character magnanimous. Like, these niggas didn't grow up where I grew up. Yeah, I'm on the hipster scene, but I grew up in them where Yellow Bees in them from. Like, I, I know that shit more. Then I know the college landscape and shit like that. Like, I grew up in gangbang, in the true gangbang era of Dallas, and I participated, and I thrived in it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the low-level gangbang shit. Let me not act like I'm, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the low-level gangbanging at school shit and fighting in the park, fighting at the park and at the fur park, like all that other, <laughs> the other shit. Nah, I wasn't in, I knew where my line was at. Oh, y'all finna break in that nigga house? Yeah, nah, I just, I just fight him, bro. Like, I, yeah. I just whooped the nigga like I ain't said <laughs> oh, one foot in the car. Oh, y'all hit the nigga with a car? Yeah, I'm finna. I think I'm finna go home, bro. Like, like okay, fighting were cool. Oh, oh, y'all want to do this nigga bodily, seriously body? Oh, oh, hold on, bro. You taking it beyond the rivalry now? You know what I'm saying? So, but you know that's back then. Like you, you did shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I was saying how I was gonna take all of that and merge it with the person that I was growing to be. And so that's when it just, that's when it just, and that I'm still trying to merge. That's when it hit me. Like what Mike was saying, what I was going through, I was already contemplating the name change. So I make us all. And, and when I presented myself, I, I didn't want to be, I wanted to present something that no one had ever seen to the point to where it would kind of make them uncomfortable. So I knew the first three to four or five years, people really wouldn't fuck with me just because they hadn't seen nothing like it. So they couldn't put their hand on it. So I was prepared for it. Whatever scrutiny, whatever people not extending the olive branch, I was prepared for it. That's why I never took anything personal. But I knew that I was going to be the galvanating force behind brotherhood because that's what I set out to do. I'm a, I'll be the sacrificial lamb to break this type of nonsense to where... Instead of you being intimidated of a brother because of what God give him, you you bow to that. That's bowing to God. And in return, 
it'll work itself out. You don't have to be insecure when you see somebody. You can still we can we can we can all we can compete. That's a natural thing. But giving someone um their props because of something that's God given, that doesn't diminish what God gave you gave gave you. So that's why I was like, okay. And I took I, I definitely took some stones, but I was always um encouraged because the artist always fucked with me. Because yep. they knew what it took. So right at that level, to perform at that level. And I'm that type of person, if you do some shit worth congratulating, I'm going to call you on the phone. Hey, man, <laughs> that shit you did, bro. That's just who I am. Yep. I, I, I got I to let you know, hey, man, that shit inspired me. Oh, that shit was great. Keep that up. Man, your acumen on this is brilliant, bro. And I'm not necessarily calling to pick somebody's brain to see where I'm calling it to genuinely congratulate. To genuinely say, hey, bro, I appreciate that. I appreciate you sharing that. You know, so um, it was a roundabout way to, to explain the name, but that's kind of how where it came from. Oh, uh, well, hey, you know, I, I, I love it. <laughs> I, I, I love it because uh, you have a, like a real honest background to it. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Like, because usually niggas just be like, oh, yeah, this is like a childhood nickname, you know, this is what right. they or some other random uh, reason why, why they got the name they got. Right. But uh, I, I love that. Um, also, one of the things I heard you talk about on most of your episode of uh, Don't Take It Personal was uh, your love for Tupac. And then, of course, here, here in the album, the, the, the intro, uh, Machiavelli Soliloquy. So, yeah. Like, uh, speak on this, this love for Tupac and what, well, what you have. Growing up, Tupac was my favorite rapper as a youngster um, because he was my father's favorite rapper. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I hate to put it like this Not that my daddy was this guy But he definitely was amongst us But the nigga on the corner Jacory said it best The nigga on the corner With the beer And the swishing Tupac is a god to him Which Tupac is a god period But I saw that in real time You know what I'm saying And uh, my love for Tupac as a child He just touched me Like no other rapper touched me as a child Like I could mm. That shit resonated Dear mama resonated uh, Brenda's got a baby resonated. If my homie's call resonated, um, I ain't mad. Come on, like that's like a mm-hmm. universal, like niggas who ain't from where people are from. You hear that song, it resonates. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, life goes on. I remember when he died, bro. I was over at my cousin Dion's house. I got over there at like seven a.m. I left at like nine o'clock. They played that motherfucking song from the time I arrived to the time we <laughs> left. I'm talking about, and we rapping it every how many brothers fell victim to the street. <laughs> Playing, we done played Charles Barkley, Shut Up and Jam. We done played, we done went through every fucking game Sega Genesis had to offer. Like, them niggas had like 40 games, like, never seen before in my life, bro. Like, and their mama wasn't buying them hoes. Like, I don't know how them niggas was getting that shit. Like, them niggas had posters up at Blockbuster. Don't rent these niggas' game. Like, these, <laughs> these niggas can't rent games. These like, niggas can't rent games. I'm talking about they had Blockbuster cases. Them niggas had games with no cases. It's like they, they like they borrowed games from niggas, didn't give it back. Took blockbuster shit. They they really banned from every blockbuster in Mesquite, bro. Damn. Like literally, it was like seven blockbusters in Mesquite at the time. Them niggas couldn't rent no games nowhere. They're like you know, no. Them niggas had like forty games, bro. So like you just you literally like. What game do I want to play? These niggas got 40. I didn't have I had four games at the most. So, four games. So it's, in, it's, I, you know, it's already a struggle to pick between those four. And it's really not because these hoes is old and this is new. So it ain't like it. Right. You know, I these niggas had new games. Like, is it how? I ain't even see a commercial for this game. What's this? I didn't see a commercial for this. <laughs> What's this? This shit ain't in none of the game pros, none of the game informers. It's like, bro, what game is that? It's like, yeah, we just, we're going to pretty much trade all these hoes in to get a PlayStation. A what? A PlayStation. You know the the shit that Best Buy. The, what's a PlayStation, bro? What's, like, PlayStation? what's that? You know what I'm saying? So this, remember, this is '96. I don't know what the fuck a PlayStation <laughs> was. Them niggas knew. So we listening to Tupac the whole day. I remember crying, bro. Like playing the game, rapping, not wanting to look at my cousin, bro, because I was crying. Mm-hmm. But you know, you glance out to your side of the eye, like you see. That nigga shit is mad shiny too, so like that nigga <laughs> yeah. crying too. Nigga so crying. it's like we crying, bro, cause we hurt. That's why when people say, man, Nipsey hustled down. Don't get me wrong, that was sad overall, but it didn't resonate like when Tupac died, bro. That shit hurt me to my core, like because you know, I mean, probably the age, but I was so immersed mm-hmm. in that culture, in that you know, because 
you had to sit with culture at that time. It wasn't an ever moving. It wasn't a social media thing. Social media didn't dictate shit. The actual streets in real time dictated what culture was. Mm -hmm. And you in the social media, the timeline was really being outside. You know what I'm saying? Not capturing yourself outside. Hey, I'm out here. No, yeah. niggas captured you outside. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and that image lived in the heart and the machinations of other people. But yeah, my love for Tupac is um is is unwavering. He isn't the greatest rapper of all time to me, but he's definitely in my top top three, top four. Um for the imprint he left on me as a child and when I got older, being able to study. Yeah, and really um, get what the lyrics are saying. Yeah, I mean, no disrespect. I, I knew what he was saying back then, you know, but it didn't resonate to the degree is when you actually grow up as an adult and you live it. And you, those, yeah, those you experience it for yourself, and uh, you grow as a person, and you like, damn, all this was coming from a twenty-five-year-old nigga. Like this dude was twenty-five making music that forty-year-old niggas don't make today. Right. You know what I'm saying? In terms of meaning, in terms of uh, importance. So the the galment of greatness that Tupac possessed, of course, I'm able to really take it in today. So yeah, of course I have a love, I have a, a, a tremendous love, appreciation for what Tupac provided and what Tupac means to me and a lot of other people. So yeah, I have a deep reverence. And uh, honestly, the Megavelli aspect, uh, I was really inspired by Max B with that shit. Okay. How he was doing the Megavelli, Megavelli. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I'm gonna do Megavelli. Like for one, I just feel like it's, 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 it's wavy mm -hmm. Max B is, It was wavy mm -hmm. yep. And I felt like I could pull it off I felt like I could Pull it off And um But I knew That I would have to take I couldn't I couldn't coin myself Megavelli And not be wavy But not be able to Emote Cause I believe Tupac is the greatest At emoting mm -hmm. in, in In rap history I don't think We'll ever get someone That emotes As well as Tupac you know, Tupac would say shit that don't make sense. Mm -hmm. Fantasies of my family in a hearse. I don't know how to interpret that. I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know what that means unless you hate your family. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know which. He seems family. So, but the way he said it emotionally, it, niggas let it slide. Mm -hmm. It's fantasies of my family in a hearse. Okay, we riding with it. I don't know what the fuck it means, but okay. So many tears, nigga. I guess uh, you cried so much and shit comes become convoluted in you. Know? <laughs> so many tears, so shit. You got lost in the tears and you want to see if you got fantasies of your family in a hearse now. So it is what it is, but the way he emoted it, niggas let it ride. Niggas let a lot of shit Tupac said ride. You know what I'm saying? Because of how... It came off in, in his emotion behind it. Like, I don't know if I believe it, but I damn sure know he believe what he's saying. If I don't believe what he's saying, he damn sure believe it. So we rolling with it. So, you know, so it was just paying tribute to that and me trying to be wavy, you know what I'm saying, like on some Max B shits, if I'm being honest. Okay, yeah, that's what's up. I, I, I like that. Shout out to the wave guy, Max B. You know what I'm saying? Um... Yo, it's E-Ray, the quasi-bad guy, the Diet Coke of evil, the side god of pod, and I'm here to tell y'all, come check out my show, Binge Flicks and Chill. You never know what you're going to get, but we always talking some good shit when it comes to television and the latest movies. So we want to bring y'all in. We want to make sure you have a good time. You learn something, you laugh, you cry, you might stab a nigga or two. I don't know what you're going to get, but that shit is popping. So come check out Binge Flicks and Chill. And it's me. E Ray and I'm out. But also, um, like I said, you know, I've been talking to a lot of people around you and, and everything. And one of the, the main questions that I, I got from people was just a, uh, I want you to speak on like the, the history of Dallas hip hop that you got to be a part of. Uh, uh, what can you say when it when it comes to that, like the, the scene that you you've helped like create, evolve, you know, pass down and everything, and be a part of? Um, I would say. I was um, I was blessed to see shit from the ground level, in terms of the current iteration of what people would call the hipster scene, the deep Ellum scene. Mm -hmm. But I would say the scene that got voted the best underground hip hop scene in America by Complex in 
2012. You know, um, the place where artists come to be stamped. Uh, before, before the baby said it, I knew that. I knew that when um, all of the blog rappers, mm-hmm. they would stay down here because we had something a lot of people didn't have and we had infrastructure. But we had infrastructure that didn't necessarily... The infrastructure didn't necessarily benefit the artists here, mm-hmm. but we definitely had some type of infrastructure. And uh, I always knew the talent was here because I was thinking to myself today, uh, I'm kind of pissed off about it a little bit. When you get to watch Drink Champs and all of the niggas that's from New York that come through there, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's like, say, man, they not the only fucking place that had this level of talent. They're not the only place in the United States that had these type of dynamic people, you know? And y'all was like, um, I would always say, if you allow me to round up the best that we have, and we went on a tour of busting niggas' ass, we'll win. We'll win. Because if you take a Dallas nigga and you put him in any other city, people gonna gravitate toward us. I always have. I had the privilege of being in Boston many times because my brother Rollo played for Boston, my blood brother Rollo, um, played for Boston College. Niggas grab with the shag. I had a shag too, and niggas was spellbound. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's this guy? Like, this nigga's an all star. Like, what, what, what college you transfer from? I said, nigga, I'm older than all y'all. And I don't play football. Like, that's my little brother. <laughs> that's my little brother. And they was like, damn, Rollo, that's your that's your older brother. My brother's like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, then which one of y'all niggas was saying that y'all could rap better than me? Like, I wanted to get, I wanted to get to the shits then. Yeah. You know I said, which one of you niggas said you could sing better? Like, we, I, I, I ran the government, and from there on, I established lifelong relationships with people that I, you know, just be, just me being me. So I would yeah. say that the Dallas hip hop scene is, you know, shout out to ADD because like a lot of it was built off of their backs initially, initially. You had other people who was in the mix. Uh, you had Brain Gang. You had uh, Tump. You had uh, Aeronautics with Jason Green. You had uh, the shit Matt Clay was doing. You got to shout out Sanjay and Jesse Porter for the Cool Beans. You got to throw in Sean from Arnetic. You got to throw in Leo J from Poor Vita. Um, you know, and a lot of, uh, you, you got to throw in J Clip. You know what I'm saying? There's so many people who help assist in that. Um, you got to throw in Moody, because Moody was fucking around. You got to throw in Gavin. You got to throw in Pete Freeman. You got to throw in Sean Cotton. You know, it was so many layers to this shit, bro. It wasn't just no one person. You got to throw in Rosalinda. You got to throw in Jay Rhodes. You got to throw in Picnic Time. You got to throw in S1. And a lot of niggas who niggas forget, you got to throw in Jay Cruz because he was from the radio coming to peep our shit, yeah. bro. Nobody from the radio was doing that. Jay Cruz was there, you know? And this was the infrastructure I was talking about. Then you throw in the artists. Of course, ADD, Eridon, Tump, uh, Brain Gang the conglom- as a conglomerate, everyone that's involved in that. Um, cool Breeze, uh, Sore losers. Um, I'm trying, I'm thinking of everybody initially. Um, raw elements since the inception was right there. Um, I forgot Rodney Blue, the vanguard of this shit. My bro Rodney Blue, the vanguard. Um, he wasn't rapping, he had stopped rapping by that time, but I'm saying just being a presence in the city and Jay Will, of course. That radio shit, that radio thing changed everything. That changed everything. Because now you can pull up. You, you got a place we can come to on a regular. But with artists, man, it's a gallment of artists. Uh, like I said, Soil Losers, Aradon, um, Core Star, Raw Elements, um, Jason Green, myself, um, Matt Clay, fucking superstar. Um, I said Brain Gain as a conglomerate. Um, I think I don't want to leave nobody out, man. Lord Byron, Curtis Mays, Ricky Blue when he would come in and out. Yeah, I just interviewed Ricky a few months ago. Yeah, um, Buffalo Black, 
Um, you had the whole Irish when they were babies. They were youngins before they even went by Irish. You had Kid Cam. You had uh, 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 the producer. I can't think of the... Uh, you had Terrence fucking Spectacle, little bro. Um, you had OTA, Obey the Art, fucking Seven, Lucky Seven, uh, Dandy Son, when they was a group. Hendrix. Like, these niggas were a group, bro. Like, I'm telling you, to me, that was the greatest assess- assemble of talent. Like, them niggas, Dandy Sun, Seven, Hendrix, uh, Hypothermia, and 94, all them niggas was a group together, bro. That shit was phenomenal. Of course, you got MSC Gang, Street, uh, 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 Fat Boogie, and Gun, when they were together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of this shit was around this, bro. You can't help but, you really can't help but take your place amongst it. And I'm happy to say all of these are my little bros. These are all people I can I can contact. Hey, you said they're one of your bars. Yeah, <laughs> these are all people that I could contact. I could reach out and touch my with. Sons, sons, I'm grand, that, 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 yeah, that, my, I got son. sons that got sons. That got sons. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, Daddy Dallas. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But but in our respect, those are my brothers. You know, those are my brothers. Um, St. Roe. I'm talking about people from when... When the, when the, when there wasn't no lights and wasn't no people to capture any of this, just people that was in the mix, being all of the culture that was being built. Then you got to thank Tommy J and We Are Dallas, cause that helped the shit go up too. Um, again, what little sis, what Romy Ray's doing? All this shit is a part of it. Then that second wave, uh, you know, but not saying that he wasn't a part of the first wave, but he became more prominent in the first wave. Uh, uh, Debbie Stones. Um, Tev You know Like Hendrix is getting his shine But he was a part of the first wave Oh yep Yeah Hendrix was a part of the first wave You know a lot of these They were youngins But this is their time now You got people like um, Tavon He was part of that first wave Tavito The coldest And I just want to say a nigga went from the coldest penguin to Lord Thunder. A nigga's A nigga bit A nigga Ball for ball Line for line Bit my whole shit I'm the lord of, No but that's my little bro man. Like, You know all of these dudes I've been able I've been blessed bro To, to uh, have all of these look, All of these brothers Look up to me As a big brother You know um, I was genuine I was honest And I was sincere When I stepped to him And you know It it paid off I wasn't doing it Because I wanted anything From him but brotherhood But I wanted me to be I, want, I wanted to be the catalyst To spread that amongst people You know what I'm saying Um Rick Blaine was a part of what we were doing. Um, still a part of what we were doing. You had Glow Games. You had a uh, 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 Drama the King. You had, bro, it was so many fucking people. Like, I don't want to leave nobody out. And if I left you out, you already know. Charge it to me. Trying to, yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying? Charge it to me trying to fit everybody in. And you know what I'm I saying? love the memory just of all. <laughs> you name like a hundred names. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and to be able to remember all those, that's just, it just shows, like, uh, again, like, your place and and it was like yo, that's respect. Yeah, you know what I'm respect that you gave even just all those names. Yeah, it's like I said, Bobby. F- oh, I can't forget Bobby Fisher, Kilo Artifact, and Exile, the gods of battle rap here. You know what I'm saying? Like shout out to my bro Exile. He's over sneaker. He's over the um, Kickspo. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I've been in, like I think I know one at least one. Yeah, he's uh, Rafael Tamayo on, on on social media. But nah, he, like, he was telling them, say, man, if this nigga ever got in the battle rap, it'd be a problem for us. That's what he was doing. Nah, that's what he was telling them. So one day, I was so pissed off um, that um, <laughs> it was a dude listening to Bobby uh, Bobby uh, fishing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, was, he was enamored with what Bobby was saying. But like when I was rapping, the nigga kind of looked the other way. So that shit pissed me the fuck off, right? I'm like, okay. I said, every time this nigga see me, he's gonna have to have something for me. So I remember one time, it wasn't any fans, it was the niggas who rap. Mm-hmm. It was Kilo Artifact. It was Solomon. Shout out to my nigga Solomon, East Dallas representative. Uh, it was uh, Exile, and it was um, somebody else. I can't remember. But, um, Fucking uh, 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 Not Wild Bill But Flotation Fucking Flotation 
So Bobby went first And you know In order to get a rise Out of these battle rap niggas You gotta really say something So yeah. they were just like Okay cool So I'll come straight At the fucking Before I, still, before I go any further Topic Cool keys The whole team from nowhere I can't believe I left my niggas out These niggas were a major part Of what I was, what, what we were doing So yeah Topic Whole team from nowhere Cool keys Junebug Donnie Domino um, uh, Frischel Like That whole Rob D That whole Like It's a lot in that man I can't believe I forgot my brothers like that But um So He go first And you know They're like okay cool I rap And them niggas was like That nigga X I was like This nigga's mega bars So from that point on Like he was like, man, if this nigga, he was like, man, you should seriously consider doing battle rap. I said, nah, man, because y'all niggas don't make good music. <laughs> music don't translate well. Yeah. But And I know why it don't, because in order to be the greatest battle rapper, it ain't about the music. It's yeah. literally about what the fuck you saying and how you say it. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, the literary aspect of this shit means more. Mm-hmm. But I know that I wanted to transfer. I wanted to be the dude who took the literal... They took the literary, the literacy aspect and translated it well and made the shit jam. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was more so that it was, you know what I'm saying? It was that that element, that degree. And it was also my brother, may he rest in peace, Rage Almighty, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Rage would always tell me, bro, you really a poet. Slow your shit down. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, you'd be the best poet here if you did shit. Like, I'm like, nigga, Rage, I'm not fucking with you, bro. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. fucking with you. Like, he was telling me, trying to tell me, be that over the beach. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, it's a lot of people. Like I said, if I forgot people, man, it's like I said, charge it to mm-hmm. me. Just trying to make sure I, when, I, when I try my hardest to recollect information, that's when I be forgetting shit. Yeah, so. definitely understand that. But I was thinking about how, like you're saying, like your, your lyrical ability and how you want to grow and be able to change and all this stuff. Like with that song making, I was like, your album pretty much shows just that because like some of my favorite tracks drag on overboard i bear witness like those songs all three of them are different this is like different style within right. you and you flowing different out and that's what i love because i was like you know it, it was you you and aradon just just yeah <laughs> going ham on dragon but then you know then you like speaking from the heart on a song like overboard and, right. and all that and so. yes sir I, I definitely tried to that's what i tried to give the total spectrum of me because at one point, you could see it in like, you can ask Star, like, when I want unbiased critique, I call certain people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I call certain people because I know that they know that it's already going to be a certain level, but they know what I'm looking for in terms of, did I do that? Mm-hmm. Did I do this? You know, and Star would be like, well, I, I, I liked it, but it it's <laughs> on par. But that ain't what I want to hear. Like, on par is like, yeah, that's part of that's part of course for a Megazord song or this. Mm-hmm. But I what I wanted to do was be a diamond. Like depending on what area you look at, a diamond is not the same hue. It's the same thing, mm-hmm. but you can move this way and it's like a yellow glare. You can move this way, it's a red glare. This way is a blue glare. Then like okay, it's red and blue in this glare. Oh, it's orange over here. Then it's just giving off green. You know so. What I wanted to do was show me from different angles and different sides and give off those different colors. Mm-hmm. But in that, knowing that this is still the same person. When it's all said and done, the splendor of a diamond is similar to the splendor of us as human beings. The many layers we have as human beings, the many facets, the many phases, the many evolutions that we have as human beings. And that's all I wanted to that's what and, and the key component was putting my father on the cover with Minister Farcon raising him. Mm-hmm. Raised me too. But I'm saying once my father did it, I had to I had to follow suit because I had to bear witness to the transformation. So, you know. I, I love it. I love it. I love it right there. Um speaking of uh, uh, like I said, uh Aerodon being one of those, po- those folks that spoke about you, um, he he sent sent me a, a couple uh, questions to ask. Uh, uh, one of them he he said to ask you, ask him how long it took for Tongue to write for the project. Yeah, I already knew he was gonna say that. <laughs> uh, it really took him um, zero time because I was scorching and torching his ass on all the songs we did together. <laughs> oh, he had to study my highlight tapes. He had to study my highlight and copy my moves. 
You know what I'm saying? He don't do them better than me, but he's def- definitely been studying my highlight tapes and copying my moves, trying to do them better than me. You know what I'm saying? On some Devin Booker, Kobe shit. Like, just, it, it just don't translate, though. It just like, don't translate. It don't translate. So, yeah, nah, man. But, uh, like, honestly, I believe Everdon is the best rapper in the city, and I'm not saying that because that's my little bro. I've been calling that shit since I first seen him. I was like, oh, that's the best nigga here. You know what I'm saying? And I know what I mean to myself. Uh, I know the I know the standard I hold myself to, but yeah, I believe he's the best rapper here. You know, um, just I believe he's the perfect blend. He's the perfect. You could put him in Fort Worth, you could put him in Dallas, you can put him mm-hmm. anywhere in Texas. He's gonna be better than ninety nine point nine percent of the niggas there with voice, with inflection, with the whole gamut of skill and bar for bar, man. He's He's the slickest nigga I've ever like. His shit is so slick. Like like on the new song Chinaman, he said, ain't forcing nobody to stay in the ride. You ain't really furious, son, get out. And it's like the layers in that little bar right there, how, yeah. how Trey got out the car on Boys in the Hood, but Trey is furious style, son. So he said, you ain't really mad, nigga. I ain't forcing you to ride. You ain't really furious, son, get out. You ain't really ready to ride. You ain't that mad to ride the ri- Bro, the layers in that shit is phenomenal, bro. Yeah. And I even some- like even just his verse on Dragon, like the way he he got up ran the flows. on drag on. He, he got ran on drag on though, bro. I'm just saying like his flow, like the way he switched up his, his flow. I was like, you know, that just shows like his, his yeah, talent. Yeah, but he got ran on drag on. Oh yeah, I I, I cannot you know either yeah, agree. Or, or, I mean, I, I took off on him. I can't choose sides, you know. I mean, I get, I'm just saying. Well, I'm just so when he hears this, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. He know he got ran off on. Don't get me wrong. He that old Chris Tucker, uh, Chris Tucker punching Jackie Chan. We all look the same line. That shit was dope. That shit was dope. It wasn't enough though. Like it I wasn't said, enough. wasn't enough. <laughs> I'm saying off the porch, past the torch, time to scorch. Figure out what's in store, no back and forth, just beeline, no change of mind. I redefined with a new high score. Names came down, mine went up. What the fuck? Rewriting the record books. Mm. When I'm shining, I'm underlining the stars alignment. That's shout to my brother. That's a shout to him. When I'm shining, I'm underlining the stars alignment. Nigga, please peep the signs. Yeah, nah, bro. I really go there when I rap, bro. I really go there, like really go there. It seems like I'm casually rapping. I'm I'm talking about real shit. See, and even that, like I wouldn't. Even, yeah. though, I, even though I've heard you say that Starline on that song, like yeah, that's a shout for him. Though. You got to know what his first album is, though, to know that to know that that's a shout for him. See, I would I wouldn't have. Yeah. I didn't catch that at yeah. all. See, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I ain't gonna choose who, who had the better person. I mean, yeah, you know, um, he's a but, worthy opponent. Yeah. Like, I think he the best, but I run, I run the best. I mean, that's what I do. I'm a goat herder. Like, you know, I herd goats. <laughs> uh, also, because again, this is the first time I had heard you your music, and I love it. And I heard, I mentioned, heard you mention that this is like your first. I think like five, six years, I guess. What, mm-hmm. what caused the breaking and then I guess what made you want to come back and do another album after so long? Well, um, I finally was able to convey without it being convoluted uh, well, how, just how I was feeling. You know, after my mother passed, I gave myself time to really live in it. And, you know, and um, I don't smoke or drink, so I felt everything. I had to deal with everything. I had to get my ass up and still go to work, bro. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a, I didn't have money saved where I could sit and grieve. no. I was bending pipe, having to take break because I'm fucking crying my eyes out. And when I couldn't cry no more, that's even worse because, like, when you can cry, you can wipe your and get back to it. When you can't cry, you just got to sit in it and feel that shit. You got to feel it. So um, I always knew that when I did it again, I wouldn't. it would be more than me speaking. It would be my mother speaking through me. It would be multiple, multiple energies Speaking through me Not on no spooky shit But I'm just saying shit I experienced I will have yeah. to speak from that When my mama appeared to me in my dream And said baby we gotta speak It's from here on out mm-hmm. You have to disseminate the information That been revealed to you You can't hide it no more You can't do it just with action You've built up enough stock in people That when you say some shit They could be like that's kind of weird But if anybody <laughs> can pull that off He can <laughs> Yeah I don't know But Zoe ain't never led me astray 
I'm going to ride with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's kind of far-fetched, but I've seen that nigga pull off things nobody has done, so I'm going to ride with it. So it was more so of that. So I took more gamble. I took more risk. I was more vulnerable, you know. But I, it was like it was when I seen Jet Electronica do a written testimony because I knew what it take. I knew what it took for him to do that. See, and then um, again, my homie shot the one I told him to listen to it. I literally told him, I was like, "Yo, this nigga sound like Jay Electronica just with like Dallas swag." <laughs> yeah, that's my big bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'm not sitting here saying I talk on the phone regularly with him, but I do have his phone number. I do have access to him. Uh, a lot of the people that we know mutually, we knew independent of each other. You know, so when they when they all could vouch for him, and then we both members of the Nation of Islam, bro. Like it's just that's a real fraternity that you can meet a person and look on them like, yeah, you was really in the trenches. Like you was really in the trenches with the Nation of Islam, and that's a different type of trenches. Mm-hmm. You can smell that on a person. You can see it. it. It reflects in their character. It's just certain things that you will not catch them doing. Uh, and so you know, I met him in two thousand. Eight, I believe And we established a rapport from then um, And this before he blew up to everybody mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying So I, 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 I knew him from those days So of course My style is a combination of Nas, Jay-Z, Scarface Ghostface And him mm-hmm. And early bone shit like, But I, don't, I hardly rap fast like that anymore But niggas see That's always been That's always been in my toolbox mm-hmm. Cause that's how I came in the game rapping so, um, the inspiration was a written testimony, Alfredo, King's Disease 1 and 2, The Offseason by J. Cole. Okay. And the pandemic. The pandemic and um, all the events. Uh, yeah, really, t- 2020 and 2021 was the, was, was the key inspiration. But it was the events. I'm talking about events that... That precede that mm-hmm. That I'm finally divulging How I feel And how they shaped me But The need to put out the album Was that But In the album Of course I'm talking about the Shit that's um, Currently At that time Was you know Making my clock tick Of course yeah. it was Dealing with the passage Of my mother That's why I dedicated yep. Two songs to her yep. Um my um my fiance and how she you know she stood mm-hmm. ten toes down with me yeah uh, my son my niece one. yep which I I loved it I, you know them um on the project and like you said uh, having them involved and like the he actually the song she uh, uh, about right. your fiance you said fiance wife uh, she she is about uh my mother sharing her elevation that's about my mom uh two uh, true vibes is about my mom and sharing mm-hmm. her elevation is about my mom. Yeah, okay, yeah, the song, yeah, she was about your mom. Um, oh, no, Love Away. Yeah, Love Away, yeah. yeah. That's what I wanted to ask you about. Uh, yeah. uh, speak about um, writing that and, and what was the importance of doing that for you? Uh, that's what I meant to say. I, the, the importance of Love Away was because um, women always push the ball for me. They're at the fulcrum, like, whatever you do as a man, you're doing great shit. It's a woman behind you, like, like, it's too, like, whether she your wife or your jump off, like, whatever, whatever you're doing great as a man, it's always a woman behind that shit. Uh, for me, and all of the men that I look up to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's always been a great woman behind, or side by side, because my woman ain't behind me. She's side by side with me. You know what I'm saying? She's only behind me when the shit starts. Gotta, you gotta tell your ass Cause I don't You know what I'm saying When the shit jump off I need you to go Get the keys and go I'm gonna be alright I'm making it home You know what I'm saying So uh, I had to pay homage To women in my life That moved the needle Of course my mother And of course The woman who would come And take me to a level Where my mother couldn't take me You know as men Your mother gets you To the point To where You should be able to realize The woman that can get you To the other point You know what I'm saying Like That's for me I know that isn't, I mean, of course, that's how it should be, but I'm, you know what I'm saying? But for me, my mother built me up to a point where I could recognize what I would need in a woman and such and such and such, not necessarily so I could benefit from her potential to provide her the landscape to where she can blossom into her potential. Not that I could benefit from it, so she can blossom into her potential. And likewise for me, I'm not looking to 
allow her to block into her for, uh, potential for my benefit. That's some selfish, egotistical, Western civilization bullshit to me. Like, it's just natural that I would benefit from her growing into her potential, but I'm not doing it solely for my benefit. I'm doing it for her benefit. And it's times like congratulations where she reached her full benefit without me. But I was the the cursor. I was the cause for that effect. So that's what I'm saying, man. I'm not tripping. I'm happy you reaching heights because you couldn't, you realized that in order to be the woman you had to be, you couldn't tighten a real man's belt. So if the person you would allows you to tighten his belt, good for you. And that takes you to where you need to be. That's fine. That wasn't going to happen with me. But even in that, it's a way to do that. It's a way to do that as a woman. And, and still keep your man a man and not a shell and a relic of a man. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, love away was important because I had to I had to let um, Felicia know how important she was. But also, that's just a... Um, that's something you can play with your female. I want to make some player shit. That's why I got, <laughs> I got player Paris on it. You know what I'm saying? And I had him, hey, bro, I need you. I know the, the dynamic between you and Carlisha. I need you to rap about that. You know what I'm saying? And I want dudes to be able to play this shit and jam out with they female. Slow dance with they woman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But uh, also, again, another song we also spoke about, uh, one of them um, being she. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me about the process it was like recording that. Uh, the process, the recording was great because I had my son and my niece on the hook with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the process was great for me. It was the writing that was hard. Recording was, it was cake. You know what I'm saying? It was. I wasn't teary-eyed. I wasn't in there sad. I was. It was, it was just an expression of thoughts that... Feelings that I've mastered. Mm-hmm. I, I came out of that particular space where I would be uh, overfilled. I would be filled with sorrow and discussing it. Once I, it took so long to write it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, Love Away, like, once I wrote the song about my mom, Love Away was easier to write. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <clears throat> other songs were easier to write. Once I wrote True Vibes, it took the writing to a whole nother level after that. Yeah. But no, I think I wrote. I think I wrote She. She was the first beat we ever did. So it was always on my mind. Mm-hmm. She and True Vibes was the two beats that I played where I knew I had to wed the sounds. I had to get Lone Star and Glow. Mm-hmm. Because they sent like they provided the same feeling but two different sound palettes. Because True Vibes doesn't necessarily necessarily sound like the song you're gonna talk about uh, uh, you big up in your mom's. Mm-hmm. But the sample was just so like I said, man, Glow used to play that fucking sample, man. We used to sit there and cry, bro. That's before any drums or nothing. He would just play the the bears. Just play that shit. And he'd be like, I don't know where I'm going with it. I'm not talking because I'm crying. <laughs> I'm not talking because I'm... I'm like, man, this is the song I got to play. This got to be like... At first, it was... um, It's going to be the... uh, I was going to make it me going to the grave site. Traveling to the grave site. Once he put the drums and shit behind, I was like, nah, I gotta let niggas know. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta talk that shit on him. You know what I'm saying? It became that. But I always knew that she, that that was gonna be the one where I pulled my heart out in terms of, uh, I don't really care about the bars on this one. Even though it's there, I don't really care about it. I just gotta express this. And I know no expression is gonna be enough for me. I just have to do it. I have to do it. It has to be a layer of mastery to it, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna put my, I'm gonna put my, I'm gonna put her grandchildren on it. I'm a, that's her elevation right there. I'm sharing her elevation by putting her grandchildren on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the, you know. Yeah, I, I love the, the the bars you gave about explaining all that. Like yo, like yo, she like yeah. Uh, I forgot what you said. Her her name was one of your was your, your niece. Naima Kamis. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, just like you said, she 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 you two point oh and all image, that, man. Say, bro, you talking yeah. about some, some shit, boy? You talking about some? That shit fucked me up, bro. <laughs> I'm, I can't say I don't know no other words to say, bro. Like, okay, when she was born, okay, yes, yeah, my niece, blah blah blah. My, once I start seeing the mannerisms, my my, grandma, my mama not around to, for her to see the shit, to learn from my mom. It's naturally, it's it's transfer, it's transferring of electricity. For her to just have it be photogenic, 
My mama took more pictures than anybody I ever known in my life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for her to be naturally photogenic. For her to naturally have sass. For her to naturally carry herself in a classy way. Like, and it, I'm not, it's, it's no it's no slight from her mom who carries herself good. But she don't carry herself like that. Like, there's some, nat- there's some supernatural shit, bro. And for me to sit and witness it, I'm scratching my head like, bro, where the fuck is this coming from? Like, she doing shit making me sit up in my chair like... Huh? He said, huh? I, I'm really spellbound, bro. And I just, you know, chalked it up to, hey, man, that's the 2.0. That's the 2.0. If you see, if, if anyone sees my father and see me and my brother, they'd be like, yep, that's where they get it from. <laughs> just naturally. Any of my brothers. My oldest brother, me, Roderick, or Marquise. If you see us standing, you see us in that, oh, yeah, that's their daddy. And it's just like, when they see Naima, it's like, yeah, that's that's Kamish, that's Kamish's granddaughter, that's her baby. So it's like, this is one of those things, man. It's um, it's 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 a, it's a joy to watch and it's a blessing to see, for her to you know comfort me in ways that my mama used to. I just be sitting there chilling, shit. Just be like, Uncle, I love you. Give me a kiss and just run the hell off, like you know what I'm saying. Cause my son will call her. That shit my mama used to do, just random. It's like she can know I'm thinking about something, but she knows that she's not finna go down that rabbit hole of trying to figure out what it is I'm thinking. Yeah. And she would tell like Felicia, girl, don't be trying to figure out what the fuck he's thinking. He's crazy. Like that's what my mom used to say. He's crazy. Like don't feel you gonna you gonna drive yourself crazy. Trying to figure Watch out. Watch his patterns. He's simple. He's so my mom like he's so complex that he's simple. Just watch his patterns. His patterns will tell you everything. Like I just tell Felicia, man, my mama gave you the game. Nobody else got that. Like she gave you the game. You still trying to figure out and make me do shit. You can't make me do what you want me to do. I'm not that type of person. Once I see you trying to make me do shit, I'm going to fuck with you now. Oh, that's what you're doing. I'm going to fuck with you now. Okay. I'm going to do it when I'm going to do it, but you can't make me do it when you want me to do it. I do it when I need to do it. You know what I'm saying? So this is one of those things that, um, that you know, my mom is just that type of person, man. So I wanted to be able to express all of that in these songs and just on the album, mm-hmm. period. Yeah, cause you definitely hear, hear it throughout. Um, uh, uh, like even with another song, uh, "I Bear Witness," you s- right. just speaking on about your losses and becoming a Muslim. So I, want, I did want to ask you a uh, uh, shout to Jay Will. He definitely gave me this question. He said to make sure you ask him about what made him become Muslim. My dad, I, I was like in like "I Bear Witness," which you speak on that. <laughs> Seeing my father change, man, and just being in a fucking war zone, bro. Like when you see one of your partners get shot in the head, another one of your partners get shot in the, and, and, and and I say those two, but there's more than them. There's about seven of my partners got shot, bro. They ain't graduating high school yet and shit. So being in a war zone, knowing that, like I said, like I said in Overboard, die for my chain, internal disdain, what set you claim what my parents can't afford. Uh, apartment offices and landlords, have you ever fought for a land that's yours? We're willing to risk it all for some shit that don't belong to us, man. Streets and corners that don't belong to us. We can't take nothing. If we chop this street sign down and took it, we get arrested. That's vandalism of public property. We get a ticket wrote because this shit don't belong to us, but we'll give our life over this shit. So I was coming to, I don't know if you noticed, but it's like I go in order. Like once I I real niggas in jamming, Mm -hmm. I reel you in by making you jam. Then I put on no, it's real because it's finna be a switch. Mm-hmm. I'm finna take you down this road now. I done lured you in. Is you think it's all good now? Mm-hmm. Nah, it's, it's finna get different on this side. So it goes from East Dollar Sunshine mm-hmm. to Grave Talk to I Bear Witness to Overboard. Overboard is when it, when it didn't flew over enough. Mm-hmm. So it's like what made me want to be a Muslim was being in that environment, knowing that. There's more to what people are telling me than what this is. There's more. I'm not anyway belittling them or or um invalidating what they believe it is, but I just know there's more. When I heard teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad through Minister Farrakhan, like literally for the as an as at a reasonable age where I can understand, it crystallized for me. Uh-huh. Why the fuck my daddy changed? Like I said, my daddy stopped drinking. If it was a dinosaur that was talking, I had to meet him. You know, I, because my daddy stopped drinking, bro. Like, this is a man I seen drink damn near every day 
for him to cold turkey say, man, I gotta go. He was like, you wanna go to Savior's Day with me? I go wherever. Can I can I tell him thank you and give him a hug? Like, cause he changed. When I went and heard it for myself, it crystallized to me. Oh, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. This is why I woke up every morning fighting. I knew I was fighting for something greater, but my ignorance wouldn't allow me to know what it really was. To know that I should be fighting, but not the nigga who's catching hell like me. And not physically. It's time to fight mentally. It's time to fight financially. It's time to fight spiritually. It's time to fight in those realms that they don't teach us how to fight in. We're not taught how to fight in those realms. You know what I'm saying? We fight on the physical. We don't fight in the spiritual realm. We don't fight in the financial realm. We don't fight in the morality realm. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I took my fight. And I wanted to inspire the people who would carry that torch, and that was the youngsters. Mm -hmm. So me being a Muslim is very, very crucial to who you get as Megazar. I'm telling you, Megazar is only Rodney 2X, who I was in the mosque. My personality, how I garnered people, how I maneuvered, how I was known throughout the region, throughout the nation of Islam for being a top soldier. That's all Megazar is. Just with a goatee, some chains, some braids today. You know what I'm saying? But that's all it is. I took I took Mike Mooswing's advice. I took who I was as a person and made it a character. You know what I'm saying? Made it a character, exaggerated it. Didn't exaggerate who I was, just exaggerated the uh, the image of the mm-hmm. character, you know, um, and walked the fine line with still being Muslim, you know. Gladly, I could say, can't nobody, there's nobody that's close to me, nobody without could ever see they saw me not being who I profess to be. There's nobody that could say, yeah, nah, I seen the nigga with seven hoes leaving, blah, 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 you can't say that. Oh, I, I got video with it, you can't say that. You can't say it, bro. I've always been found being who I said I was. I always stood on the principles that made me who I am. Because I know once I stop standing on it, I lose the attraction power. I know that. Once I stop standing on my beliefs and my principles, who what makes me me. I don't believe in absolutes. So I'm not going to tell somebody, you want to be like me, do this. Now I don't believe in absolutes. But I believe for me, this was it. And my attraction power uh, uh, stands and my attraction power is in the ability for me to stand on my principles and my statutes as a Muslim. Following the teachings of the Muslim Elijah Muhammad as taught by Minister Farrakhan and not being found, not being who I said I am. I never I never asked you to do something I wouldn't do. Thanks. That's just how I... If I ask you to do it, I'm already done it and I'm doing it. But I would never ask you to do something I know that's out of your character either. I don't rock like that. You know what I'm saying? Because... I was the dude who didn't smoke and niggas blew smoke in my face until it was like, you know what, man? That nigga not going to smoke, bro. Let's go over here and smoke. <laughs> no, for real. Like, you know, I got belittled for not wanting to run a train on a chick. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, bro. If I got to get it like that, I don't want it. Right. I'm, I'm tight. I'm good. I ain't that pre- I ain't that hard pressed for some ass nigga with flowers. I'm going last. If I ain't jumping off, it's not happening. <laughs> and this before I had knowledge of self. This is ignorant ass me. He said this is ignorant. This is ignorant me. Oh, okay. Am I going first? Oh fuck it. Y'all can have it then. She ain't got no friend. I don't want no them. I don't want a nigga. Left. I don't want to say it like this, but they're not leftovers, but. I don't want another man's uh, yeah. leftovers. Yeah. Even though we all somebody's leftovers, but I don't want real time leftovers. That's <laughs> real, time leftovers. real time leftovers. <laughs> Hell no, nah, it's not happening. Oh man. That's not ha- real time leftovers. Yeah, I'm done, bro. It's no, your turn. Nah, you're a motherfucking no. lie. She ain't got no friend. I'm getting the fuck up out of here. You the car. Well, you niggas gotta walk. Wasn't no Uber then, wasn't it? You gotta walk, nigga. Cause you gotta I, walk. You real the car, nigga. Real time leftovers. You got me fucked up. Never hoid of it. <laughs> Never. Hoid. Never hoid of it. <laughs> oh man, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Um, I guess just you know before we we wrap up, is there anything else you want to let the folks know where to follow you and all that and everything? Um, uh, Megazar M G A underscore C Z A R on um Instagram. Um. Megazar M G A C Z A R on Twitter and uh 
Megazar MGA hyphen CZAR on all streaming platforms or, or Google. You know, um, just tap in with the brother, you know. Um, I'm humbled by, you know, people just wanting to interview, people wanting to break bread with me because, like I said, I, I don't do this. I really don't. I wouldn't have done this if Star wouldn't have put the bridge here. Not saying, not saying that that's anything against you. I believe you're a great facilitator, but I'm just not that. Hey man, I would love to mm-hmm. be on your show. Can you? Have, I'm yeah. just not that type. But if Star do it, say you should go. I'm going. Yeah, like I said, I was like he hit me up. I was like, yo, you gotta have him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, as soon as he said that, I'm like, oh, the brother wants me on. I'm going. I ain't, who the hell am I to? Who the hell am I to turn somebody down, bro? Like real talk. Like niggas walk around here with their chest out. Nigga, you pay rent like the next person. You got a job like the next person. You got struggles. You got shit you got to overcome like the next person. We're not better than each other. We do certain things better, but overall, we're not better than nobody, man. Mm-hmm. So that's why you, we in the same area. You doing something from your heart. I'm doing something from my heart. Okay, let's go. Let's come. Let's break bread. So for sure. Definitely appreciate it. Um, appreciate you, brother. Uh, yeah, so thank you for taking the time. You know, sit down with me, Star. Shout out to you for you know bridging the gap for this and making this happen. And uh, this has been another episode of the Music Impulse, and we out. <laughs>